Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is the Retirement Ready Podcast with President and Founder Eric Peterson of Peterson Financial Group, Iowa's retirement specialists with an office in West Des Moines. It's time to make sure that you're retirement ready. All right, my friends, so let's see if we can tackle a couple of these this week, see what we've got for you. we got Sharon in Altoona, and she says, Eric, I haven't bought any long-term care insurance because my assumption is that by the time I need nursing home care, I will have gotten a sizable inheritance from my parents. Is this a bad mm. plan? I don't think I need to be an advisor to answer that one. Yeah, Sharon. Um, you know, anytime you're betting on something to happen that is inheritance-wise, that's you know, that's a gift horse thing. You know, <laughs> don't gift horse it's in the mouth. It's a recipe for disaster. Typically, why is everything we have that's about horses' mouths? I don't know. know. We do we that a this, lot. Yeah, it must have been right. Old West thing. Uh, horses that that wise and I don't. The only horse I know how to speak was the one on uh, what was the show? <laughs> Mr. Was it uh, Ed? <laughs> Mr. Ed? Yeah. yeah. He only talks about peanut butter in his yeah, in his right. chops, right? Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe the anyways, West the horses were very wise. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so Sharon, um, counting on inheritance to solve. Uh, to solve financial plans or financial holes, if you will, uh, it's kind of like, you know, hey, I'm going to buy some scratchers tonight and that's going to deal with my all my L's. You know, you don't want to count it because what if your parents, let's say, end up in a nursing facility, end up spending through that money? Now, if you know that they have such a big sizable state that that couldn't impact there, well, then this is one way to think about it. But you'd like to have a plan that operates on just your assets. Okay. So long-term care is a very, it's a touchy subject for a lot of people because they've seen, you know, people that have been paying in these policies for years and years and years. And all of a sudden, you know, they're ready to go use them, but before they go to use them, they ratchet up the cost of it and it becomes cost prohibitive. So they have to, you know, tweak it or even just let it go, those types of things. But everyone's default setting, if you will, we think about that, you know, factory default setting is your self-insuring. Because what's going to happen is if you need the care, you're going to have to pay for that one way or another. So if you deplete your assets down to a certain point, then the state will come in. That's called Title 19, and you have to deplete things. You know, that's where people think the nursing home takes your money. They don't. But if you want the state to pay for it, you have to get down to this poverty level, which means you have to get rid of your assets. All right. You got to spend them down. Or, you know, you can use assets that you have accumulated. There's insurance products that you can buy. Of course, there's long-term care insurance. There's life insurance which has acceleration clauses to it, allow you to accelerate it for long-term care. I'm kind of like, I like those because you're going to use it one way or the other. You know, if you end up in long-term care, you're going to use it. If you don't go to long-term care, everyone passes away, unfortunately. So it's going to be used as a death benefit. There's some annuity contracts that have riders that will uh, increase the amount that you get on a monthly uh, basis. Um, if you're in a care facility, you can't perform activities of daily living. So there's ways that you can do it to combat some of that. But relying on inheritance is, yeah, it's not good planning. You know, it's yeah, I mean, what if, that they, what if they need it, right, for long-term, right. About long-term care? What if something happens to your parents, Sharon, and, and they use it up? Yeah. In other words, Warren Buffett's son could probably think that my inheritance will cover most anything I'm going to get. Well, true, depending on the, with, right? yeah, we don't know what the yeah. wealth is, yeah. 
Right. But you also have to look at what if there's some tax changes? What if there's inheritance taxes that are all of a sudden levied by the federal government? You know, there's things that could take away from that. So it is a blessing that your parents are going to leave you something probably, but you want to look at your planning first on your own two feet uh, before you start counting things on the come, so to speak. You know, yeah. Um, Have your own plan like set in stone. And then if it happens, great. You got some extra gravy, so to speak. Right. 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 Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess if our parents are really, really wealthy, then maybe it is totally is fine to your point. But yeah, Sharon, it just seems like that that could be a recipe for disaster, especially when you can get a complimentary review done and just find out, you know, what what you can do for yourself and how your set, you know, your own situation is looking before you ever even count those chickens. So uh, give Eric a call five one five two two six fifteen hundred. Don't wait till that last second, uh, and then maybe have a bigger problem down the way. Five one five two two six fifteen hundred. There's no cost or obligation, so it's certainly a good thing to uh, take advantage of. Reach out to him and get your own retirement readiness review. All right, let's see what we've got for Tom and Thompson Johnston. And he says, uh, Eric, with my pension, I can get about 3500 a month, but my wife will get nothing when I pass. Or I can take the $2,900 a month option, and she'll continue to get all of that after I'm gone. Which is a better preference, do you think? Um, <laughs> the wife, well, I know the which one your wife likes. Right, so. I was going to say. <laughs> I got one person on my side to help you with that decision. This is a, a tough choice because you have to look at, um, you know, ages. You have to look at family history on both sides as well. You know, if your wife is, let's say, older than you and has, you know, bad health, it might make sense for you to take the full pension because chances of her outliving you are probably lower. But, you know, statistically speaking, women outlive men. And we do a, uh, a pretty funny video in our classes uh, called Survived by His Wife uh, by uh, the famous Alan King. And he reads obituaries, and every obituary, um, 11 of 11 of them were survived by his wife. He, the piece de resistance at the end, so to speak, is a guy who was 104 years old, and he was in all the wars, uh, West Point's oldest grad, and he was survived by his wife at 104. So <laughs> chances are your wife will probably outlive you. So it's probably better to do the joint life just because you cover the two lives. Now, some pensions, I know Ipers has done this, which is kind of a, a very nice option, is that if you choose the joint life option and the survivor, your spouse, passes before you, you get bumped back up to what you would have gotten had you chose the straight life option. So that kind of is the best of both worlds. I don't know if your pension has that, but double check and see if that's one of the options. But what you're looking at is you know a $600 a month reduction to make sure that we have money for all lives, for both lives. Because one of the things that you will lose is you'll lose a Social Security benefit. So it's not only the pension being reduced or pension going away, but also that Social Security. So depending on your guys' Social Security, using your wife, probably that surviving spouse or your wife, if something happened to you, would have a 75% reduction in her in her income. It's kind of hard to live that way. So probably best to, uh, to do the joint life. But again, you want to go through a, an analysis. You want to talk through health concerns as well because that needs to be part of it because anything that goes for life you need to take longevity into that equation to factor that in to make that decision yeah definitely yeah and I, there's a lot of those little factors in there but i can't imagine that you know sitting down with the you know it's a couple that she's gonna be like yeah no i don't want the extra <laughs> so. yeah, yeah go and choose a straight life honey yeah, go ahead. Yeah, exactly now so. if it's if it's reversed you know this is what we see a lot is if the wife has the pension mm-hmm. 
and the husband, and there's a disparity in ages. If the husband is older, let's say, sometimes we lean towards you know taking it to her at 100 percent because it behooves their plan, and she's probably going sure. to outlive them. Right. Every and situation you can always is do different. Life, right. Yeah. Yeah. You always do life insurance as well. So this is pension maximization. They say, okay, so you got $600 a month you're giving up. What if you took $300 a month and committed towards life insurance, took the full amount? That way, if you pass, the wife gets a life insurance. You know, right, and that right. sounds great. But when you try to replicate the pension, it's, you're going to need a lot of life insurance to replicate that pension, especially at today's interest rates. So the whole thing, uh, Tom, is to come and go through review and then see how it works in your plan. Yeah. I mean, you guys stress test all these different things. You can run all these different scenarios and projections and so on and so forth. So, you know, sit down, do the math, run the numbers and see how it plays out there, Tom, for you. Uh, and that way you can make the best decision for both of you, to Eric's point. So get your own retirement readiness review underway. 515-226-1500. It's 515-226-1500. No cost or obligation. So why not? Give them a call. All right, let's do one more here. Let's see what Mary Beth has got to say for you. She's in the Des Moines area, and she says, I recently found out, Eric, that the department at my job, and of course my position along with that, is going to be completely eliminated. I'm only 55, so I can't pull money out of retirement accounts yet, even though I have plenty saved. But I think it would be virtually impossible to find a new job with a salary that's comparable to what I've been making. How much of a concern, some thoughts that I should consider, considering that this is a little bit ahead of schedule? Well, Mary Beth, uh, I got some good news for you. Since you have crossed a threshold of 55, there's a nuance to the tax law with regards to the retirement plan from the company that you separated from, last separated from. So if you, you, you this is a separation, you know, your job being eliminated, being over 55 means you can access your 401k or other type of qualified retirement plan from work and not have the 10% tax penalty. So your ordinary income taxes on it, like you do anytime you take withdrawal from a qualified plan, but that 59 and a half rule doesn't apply if you're taking it from the plan where you separated and you were over 55. So a lot of people know about that. So, you know, and when your job's eliminated and you have access to it, a lot of advisors, financial salespeople, the first thing they'll do is, hey, let's, let's roll that out because why? They can make money on it. Mm, well, okay. remember this. Hopefully you're listening. <laughs> and anyone else over there, if you're over 55, leave some of your money there just so you have access to it. You, know, you don't have to roll everything. You can roll some, but okay. it gives you that special access. If you move it to an IRA, all of a sudden that 10% penalty goes up to 59.5. So if you're younger than 59.5, you take money out because you need it. You know, you're in a you know unique position, or not unique, but you know a bad position, I would say. <laughs> not the ones you wanted to be in, yeah. Right, right. I mean, a bad, bad word, but you know, you're in a position where, hey, I don't know what the what the future holds from an income standpoint. Replacing the income I was making, I might need a little bit of buffer every so often, right, to get back on my feet, that type of thing. And I want to draw it from this account because I can. Well, now you can. You don't have that tax penalty. If you move it to an IRA, you will. So. Best thing, Mary Beth, is to come and give us a call. We can walk through all kinds of different situations for you to help you. There's nothing wrong with using some of your retirement assets, but they're there for, right, to kind of bridge this gap. And mm -hmm. so maybe you can take something else that you want to do that's not as stressful as the job was before, right? And because you have this little bit of buffer, you can pull off your retirement plan. You can, you know, it's a lot more fun, and maybe you can do it longer. So all right. kinds of things you want to play through. You've been listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast. If you have questions about what you've heard on today's podcast and would like to schedule a complimentary retirement readiness review with Eric Peterson and the team at Peterson Financial Group, call now. 515-226-1500 is the number to dial. That's 515-226-1500. They are Iowa's retirement specialists and standing by to help you achieve your financial and retirement goals. Want to ask a question online? Visit the team at askericpeterson.com. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast. 
making sure that you're retirement ready. Did you know that Eric Peterson also has a radio show? Tune in to the Retirement Ready Radio Show, Sundays at noon on AM 1040. WHO. Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investing involves risk, including including the loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Any references to protection benefits or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor.